Welcome back to the Mackinac on Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. And I'm Jaris Cora. And for the first time in 40 years, the Democrats are going to control the Michigan Senate by a two-seat margin. Uh, and we are speaking to the incoming minority leader for the Republican Senator, Eric Nesbitt, is on the line. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. So this is the first time you've been in the legislature for 10 plus years now, right, Eric? And this is but always in the majority. Um, and uh, so now that the Republicans in the, are in the minority, what do you expect that, that the Democrats are going to do now that they're in control? And uh, how, what's the Republican focus going to be? Uh, they spend so much time in the majority. Uh, switching gears to the minority, what's the focus going to be for you guys? I mean, our goal is to present uh, our conservative positions, free market ideas and policies is common sense for a better future and lay the groundwork, um, you know, for, for that and to fight against any far left radical liberal agenda. The Democrats and even Governor Whitmer a few weeks ago said they didn't have a mandate with only a one seat majority in both the House and, and Senate. Uh, she won by a large margin. However, in the legislature, it was a lot closer. And so we will work uh, to make Michigan a better place, raise a family, run a small business, and enjoy retirement years. And I'm hopeful that we can find ways to pass tax relief for all Michigan hardworking families, because let's face it, budgets are already stretched. But unfortunately, I'm concerned that they would pick out their certain groups to give uh, tax relief to only special groups instead of to everybody. Uh, with the economy going into, I think, a weaker spot, uh, I know as a caucus, as a Republican caucus, we're going to continue to fight for small businesses and build a healthy economy across the board, not just government picking winners and, and losers. I also think there's some areas where probably uh, get together on education, skill, trades, training are vital to each person. You know, not everybody has to go on to college. You can work to, you know, folks, uh, there's shortages of folks uh, working with their hands, and whether it's plumbing, pipe fitting, laborers, et cetera, um, and empowered to find successful careers that support families along with following educational paths of, of their choosing. And then ways to there are ways to modernize our roads, bridges, and water systems without a without tax increase. And so, those are kind of the main areas that I'm going to focus on, uh, and and going to continue to focus on is, is a Republican caucus. So, Senator Nesbitt, obviously, the the last four years we've had a Democratic governor, Governor Whitmer, and we've had a Republican legislature. So, obviously, everything that passed has, by definition, had to be bipartisan. Um, so you've clearly worked in that area. What are, with the new legislature coming in, what do you think are some of their priorities going to be besides what you guys as a caucus have been working on with Governor Wimmer? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be up to them for to decide. And I would I would talk to the majority leader or speaker on what mm -hmm. their initial priorities are going to, going to be. And, you know, the one constitutional obligation we have is to pass a balanced budget every year and my priorities on that is going to be paying down long-term liability long-term debt uh, making sure that we prioritize uh, our roads and, and bridges instead of just growing the size of uh, of, of state government or, or, or local government let's invest in in actual real real infrastructure that includes cement and and, and steel 
And then also, I think, ways they're going to go on and, and increase costs on on entrepreneurs and small businesses, they're going to increase taxes, uh, they're going to take away uh, school choice or other items, then we're going to fight unified against uh, those, those, those ideas and those items. On, on that line, um, are there any... You know, you guys are in the minority. You're you're going to have to negotiate. You're going to have to work together. But are there any hardline issues, um, really high priority issues, of the Republicans? You think that it, it's just going to be, it, if it gets done, it will have to be a policy or a budget item that is only done through Democrats that you think the Republicans would be united against. Um, my hope would be something like right to work, keeping Michigan a right to work state. Mm. Uh, if we're serious about economic development. You don't even get on some list if you're not a right-to-work state. And then in, in other states that aren't right-to-work states, they have to triple and quadruple the amount they have to uh, give away in, in corporate welfare. And so that's that's something where we can stand uh, united on. If there's ways to, to increase, uh, you know, freedom, uh, you know, we're always open on on those. And I think the same with uh, providing uh, school choice uh, for individuals. I know there's uh, and for families and trying to empower families uh, that if the, the Democrats want to take away options from uh, from families and, and children, um, my hope is that we can stand united uh, against uh, against those uh, that want to take away those options and choices from uh, from students around around the state. So if they're talking tax hikes, if the Democrats are talking tax hikes, crushing regulations or more government debt, if those are the proposed actions, then we will fight against those policies as those will be, have devastating effects to hardworking Michigan families. Uh, Senator Nesbitt, this is Kelly again. I'm wondering sort of what uh, the collaboration uh, is looking like so far uh, in, this, in, in this year. Um, have have the Republicans done any outreach to any Democrats who might be um, sort of in more conservative or moderate areas? Because they have such a small margin that they have to the Democrats are going to have to vote as a strong block in order to get what what they need done. Um, and have the Democrats reached out to the Republicans yet to, to talk through some of these issues and what they want to do in ways that Republicans could potentially be brought on board or it could make, you know, that there could be bipartisan solutions out there? Yeah, I mean, for example, I have a great relationship with the Republican leader in the House, uh, Matt Hall. He and I both believe mm-hmm. that Michigan needs to be governed by a common sense approach that helps our economy grow, uh, provide uh, proper funding for infrastructure and education, and, and, and you know, turns a blind eye to extreme partisan pipe dreams that are from, you know, the left-wing progressives that are going to continue to work. But you're right how, that the Democrats have such a slim majority that some of these, you know, for example, there's three that uh, Democrats that I would consider are in pretty competitive seats, two in Macomb County and then one in the Tri-Cities region of Midland, Bay, and, and, and Saginaw. And so the question is, is they may talk like moderates, but are they actually going to govern and vote like uh, like a moderate? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something where we're going to have to hold their feet to the fire to make sure that, uh, you know, if they truly want something to last uh, and be beneficial, you know, let's let's do it in a bipartisan way. For example, a few years ago, we did auto no-fault reform, first time in in nearly 50 years where Michigan's auto insurance uh, laws were updated and it provided choice, it lowered cost, and uh, provided more options for uh, families, seniors, and drivers around the state. And that was ended up being done in a bipartisan way. And 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 my hope is that there's staying power in that because we did it. 
with Republicans and Democrats and the governor to lower costs. And it's actually saving billions of dollars for consumers around the state of Michigan. Uh, there's a court case that's coming up. Uh, I think it's a fairly clear, in my reading, I'm not a lawyer, but in my reading of the law was my bill from four years ago that, uh, you know, th that they're dealing with is whether it'll raise the cost on consumers or not. And might and we'll likely see uh, something this this summer on that, but I, I hope we can all get together and say this has been working. It's driving down costs for uh, for drivers and families here in Michigan. Uh, let's not uh, go back to the battle days when we had uh, the fastest growing and most expensive auto insurance in the nation. Senator Eric Nesbitt, the incoming Senate Republican leader in the minority, we appreciate you coming on the show today, giving us a picture of what this year is going to look like, and uh, we hope you f hold their feet to the fire as necessary and work with them where you can. <laughs> thank you, Senator. Well, well, thank you. Happy New Year, and the battle begins. <laughs> there it does. Thank you, Senator Nesbitt. And we'll be back after a brief break with more of the Mackinac on Michigan show here on WJR. WJR.